we're going to get into the word. Can you say amen to that? So if you're visiting, welcome. If you're looking for a home, welcome home. We, we love to have you. Uh, this is a place where God is building his people to champion the cause of Christ in every part of society. So welcome. Uh, if you open your Bibles to a very familiar passage, but I'm going to go ahead and put it up on the screen. Actually, will you stand together with me? I want us to read it together. Psalm chapter 23. How many love this psalm? Oh, this is a good one. We're going to break it apart a little bit in the brief time that we have. Here we go. Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Woo. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We open it. Ha, we, just lo we love your love letter that you've given to us. The manual for our life. When we need to know where we need to go, when we need direction, insight, wisdom, we open the book of wisdom, the book of love that, that literally says who we are and we believe it says who we are and it also tells us who you are and we can walk confidently and boldly as we walk through this life bringing the kingdom of heaven to the earth oh we as we open it we open our ears to hear holy spirit come and move in this place and specifically in my heart can you say that lord move specifically in my heart in jesus name amen you may be seated David was a shepherd. Let me just give you a little background. David was a shepherd in his old occupation. The ancient ways of shepherding was to walk in front of their flocks. They literally would walk right in front of their flocks. A flock knew the shepherd's voice. A, 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 a shepherd's voice and would follow only him. That's my shepherd. I hear his voice. Only for, often for protection, flocks logged, lodged together at night and they separated in the morning when the shepherds called their sheep get this by name the sheep the shepherd knew his sheep by name does anybody know you by name the great shepherd they knew each sheep they, they, they would know each one of them they said that's that's so and so that's so and so and and one was lost they went out to find it and small lambs the little ones who were unable to keep up with the flock would be held into the crevice at, to the chest and under the fold of the cloth and the, of the, over um, the drape uh, for the shepherd and protect and uh, hold this little one until it was able to walk and to able to walk along with the, with the flock. And the shepherd also protected his flock, even risking his very life. And that is the ancient picture of a shepherd and David in the Psalm 23 was reflecting on this. He was reflecting on, on his whole aspect of ancient shepherding as he was looking to father the shepherd. And he began to declare Psalm 23. And David reflected. He realized just as he was a shepherd that God was his shepherd. 
God was walking with them and protecting them. So David wrote Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not be in want. That's a really cool thing. That's a really, really important thing right now for each and every one of you to remember that when God is your shepherd, you shall not want. I shall not want. Say it with me. God's my shepherd. I shall not want. That is the theme of the whole chapter. The Lord is my shepherd. What more shall I want? The NLT translation says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. You do. When God is your shepherd, you have every single thing you need. We rejoice in that. We're singing about his amazing love this morning. If you can't tell, I have a little bit of a cold. And I hated not being up with the team this morning, but man, they did an awesome job. Can you say amen? I don't like getting up. How many like getting up all night long and then coming to preach? Have you ever had to do that? I did it. I'm here. Got the t-shirt. It's a new one. He says that. No, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He says that if you begin to live in the light of who God is rather than who you think God is, if you simply let God be God, you will lack nothing. Let me go back on that. If you let God be God and not who you think God is, but let God be God, then you will have all that you need. Many of us fall well short of that in our lives because we want to make God into a man. And David is saying, let God be God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When sheep try to make shepherds into sheep, the sheep are going to be confused. But as long as sheep let the shepherd be the shepherd, they will will always have someone to lead them where they ought to go. Sheep cannot take the place of shepherds, and shepherds do not want to take the place of sheep. So we have to stop trying to, be, to get God to be like us and simply let God be God. And when you do that, he will, he will help you be what you ought to be and what you need to be and where you need to be at the right time, at the right place. How many of you know that God is a good shepherd? Can you say amen? Amen. He will never leave you. He will always keep you. His eyes on you all the time, and he knows you by name. That's comfort. He knows my name. I like to say this, and if he had a picture of you, he would have it up on his refrigerator because he's a good father. That's my boy. That's my girl. That's Jana. That's Ashley. That's David. That's Yolanda. That's Yolanda. Isn't she great? He'd brag about you. So David, he says, the Lord's shepherd, I have all that I need. Then he takes the other five verses to explain that if the Lord is your shepherd, he will meet every category of need. And so I'm going to fly through these. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Number one, our God is sufficient for all our spiritual need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. David says, if, you're, if the Lord is your shepherd, he will meet your spiritual needs. David isn't talking about drinking water here. He's not talking about eating grass here. It, it, because if, if you were... It wouldn't be quiet if you were drinking the water, and the grass wouldn't be green. It'd be barren if you were eating it, and it would be noisy. He's talking about a, a place of rest. He's talking about if there's any disturbance. You see, you've got to understand about sheep. If there's any disturbance, if there's any kind of d- intruder, it literally scares sheep. They're like, 
what's going on. What's happening? And they are very fearful animals, and they cannot lie down unless they feel totally secure. And green pastures, David uses the word pictures to express his view of his abundant care God gives to his people. Still waters. They're not rustling waters. You see, sheep, if the, the sheep are actually afraid of a rushing water. They're, they're afraid of it because if they get into it, they feel like they're going to die. Their, their, wa- their water gets into the wool and they begin to sink and they, they just don't like it for obvious reasons. So they like the still waters. And a carpet of green grass and quiet waters is a picture of this rest, R-E-S-T, rest. David's point is that God gives you back your life. How many of you can relate that life can be full of frustration? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Paul says, I'm pressed on every side. There's pressures that come. But with God, I'm not crushed. I'm persecuted at times. But my shepherd is with me. I'm not abandoned. I'm struck down, but he lifts me up. I'm not destroyed. Because we serve a great God, and he's a good shepherd. But if you let God be God, even in the midst of life's pressures and pain, when you submit who you are to who he is, he gives you back your soul. He restores your soul. Green pastures and still waters means that you are entering into rest of God, into the rest of God. Rest. I can rest in him. It's not from a place of... It, it, uh, that means that you are entering into the rest of God. It's not a rest from activity, but it's a rest in activity. That rest comes from remaining at peace within our soul. Let's remind ourselves again. We talk about it often. What is the soul? We are spirit. Say with me, I'm spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. I'm spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. Review. Our soul is our mind, our thinking process, our will, the choices that we make, and emotions, how we feel. You can say it like this. I want, I think, I feel, soul. I want, I think, I feel, soul. Let's face it. The many times that we're led by how we feel more than any other thing in our life. I feel. God wants us to renew our mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2, which helps us to bring an alignment to our feelings. We get to know what God wants to be, us to be and to do, and then we make our choices according to his word. God gives us, God has given each and every one of us a free will. Every one of you have a free will. We're the only one in creation that has a choice to worship him. The only ones to get up in the morning, I can choose to worship him or not. Serve him or not. Love him or not. The only one in all creation that has a free will is you and me. That's important. See, God doesn't want us to do things his way because he tells us to, but because we want to. But his love compels us. Have you noticed that his love compels you to want to? Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It never... All of that song, I wouldn't even think about it. Matter of fact, I pulled this message up this morning. It wasn't on my docket, and the Holy Spirit said on the way here, I was praying this priest says, tell them about Psalm 23. The reckless love of God. 
God says, I've set before you life and death, good and evil. Now it's, you make the choice. So we make the choice to think the way he thinks. We make the choice to choose his will or not. Learn to feel the heart of God and feel the things he feels. We can enjoy feelings when they are good, but to know that we need also know that they're fickle. Say with me, feelings are fickle. They're absolutely. And that we are not to let them rule us and control our lives. No, 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 no. Quit letting your feelings have a vote in your life. Hear me. Quit letting your feelings have a vote in your life. Quit letting the happen. Quit allowing your feelings to make decisions in your life. Stop asking yourself, how do you feel about it? And get into the Spirit and allow the Spirit of God to lead you by His Word. James 1.21 says, lay, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to what? Save your souls. It's not saying, it's not saying here your spirit. It says you can be, in other words, you can be born again and still need to be, your soul need to be saved. How many of you, I, I've said this before, but how many of you walked into, as I have, a person that's been saved for 25 years but they act like an infant? Why? They continually have not allowed the renewing of their mind or their soul to come into alignment and be healthy and strong. And so therefore you can be on your way to heaven, but the journey sucks. Why? Because your soul, your soul is out of control and needs to come in alignment with the word of God. Grow up. Responsibility. Bring in those feelings. Don't let your mind go radical and go off of, the, off of the, the line of the Word of God and what God says about you and says, because yeah, when we lose that focus, I was talking about earlier, we lose that focus, we get off track. Number two, see the Word of God carries the power to free us as we walk out the Word that we meditate on it day and night. The Psalm chapter one, it's a great Psalm. It says, we'll be like a tree planted by the living water that bears much fruit when we meditate on the word of God. Number two, because our God is sufficient, he will direct us. How many glad that God directs us? David continues verse three, he says, he guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. When David led his sheep, every now and then he got a not-so-smart sheep that would wander off the road and get onto the wrong road. And David would leave the flock and find that one sheep, pick it up, put it on his shoulder, and take it by the, back to the right path and join the clan. What David did for the sheep, God does for us and for his. That is that God can take a lost sheep and make it found. He can take wrong decisions and make them right. He will lead you from wrong, the wrong road. He will reconnect you to the right one and put you on that right road, and he can take a bad situation and make it good. Romans eight twenty eight, and he causes all things, even when we screw up. Aren't you glad for that? I've, I've done that. I've done that. I found myself in left field, and he said, no, I wanted you in right. But he 
through circumstances, through people, and through his word, he says, mm, I need you over here. And he lovingly encourages us and guides us back to the right path because he's a good shepherd. Why does he do it? For his name's sake. So that when we get to where you are supposed to go, we will give him the credit because only he knew the road we should take. So our God is sufficient. He takes care of our spiritual needs. He directs us on the right path. Number three, our God is sufficient to meet all of our emotional needs. He says, even though I walk, verse four, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's an interesting verse. It's good to know what it means in the ancient of what ancient shepherding is. When sheep get lost, they come between two mountains or two crevices, and if it is the right time of the day, the sun will cast a shadow over that path. Not being the smartest animals on the planet, the sheep see the shadow and think night is coming, and of course, sheep are afraid at night. David says to us, when the shadows of life come over us and we think their life is at its worst, when the shadows of life come over us and we think we have no hope, when the shadows of life come over us and we think things are way out of whack in our life, God stands by us with his rod and his staff. Why is that important? The rod was literally a club that the shepherd was, that was designed to literally pulverize any enemy, usually foxes and hyenas that would try to get to the sheep or wolves. There'd literally be a pulverizing. It's like, it's a, it's like a, a shepherd's baseball bat, if you will. The staff was a long stick with a hook on it so that the shepherd could reach out into the bushes and pull out a sheep when it got caught into a thicket and it fell off the trail and it's in a thicket and it can't get out. He gets the hook and brings it up and out. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Let's go back to David who wrote the psalm. David had gotten caught into the thickets of life because of immorality. Even though the Bible says he was a man after, God says, David was a man after my own heart, yet he got caught in the thickets of life. Oh, in a big way. Matter of fact, some people in this room might even think, that is uncrossable. That is, that's like God can't redeem his life. I mean, let's look at it. He committed adultery with Bathsheba, murdered her husband. He was all tangled up. The shadow of death came over him, but he, when he dealt with his sins and returned to God, God protected him with the rod. God's staff pulled him back in. God's grace covered him. If the Lord is your shepherd, are, how many of you are glad that Anybody here by any chance have fallen off the road, gotten to the thicket of life, and God's staff came down? And matter of fact, when he brought you up, his, his rod says, everybody else, back off. Oh, 
Oh, <laughs> the reckless love of God, the good shepherd. You know, there's a lot of things it talks about. It talks about in this passage, I will fear no evil. If the Lord is your shepherd, he can keep you from fear overwhelming you. There's a lot of things in this life that can bring fear. There's terrorists in the world. There's fear of children's safety. There's at, at school, there's the fear of tomorrow, what tomorrow holds. There's all kinds of fear. But when the Lord is your shepherd, he takes care of all your emotional needs, all of them. As the psalmist puts it in Psalm 127 too, he grants sleep to those he loves. One of the number one causes of sleep deprivation is fear and anxiety and worry. The fear of tomorrow, fear of bills, fear of the bills and, and that are coming due and, and all the life's fears that can cause us to lose sleep at night. There are many. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through th prayer and thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. In other words, do the great exchange. Give them your stuff. Give them your sorrow. Give them your worry. Give them your fear. And take his peace. When God is your shepherd, we have no reason to fear. Number four, because God is sufficient, he meets all of our physical needs. Our physical needs will be met. It says in verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Let's break this apart. Let's go back to the ancient shepherd again. You see inside the belt, like a backpack, a fanny pack of a shepherd, he wore, it was a little cloth and a little pouch in the pouch. And in the pouch were fodder of grain, fodder and grains with grains. And so whenever David found a lost sheep, he, he would spread out a cloth and put the food from his little pouch on the cloth. And that was a table for the sheep. Foxes and hyenas, they, they hung around, but not only could they not eat the sheep, they could not eat what the sheep was eating because of the shepherd's presence. That's pretty cool. He would also take a cup that he carried in his belt and he would fill it with water. And don't you know, on his way to bring it, he spilt a little bit of it. And the sheep would see that and he would see, that's overflowing and there's plenty for me. The passage, it says, and my God shall supply all of my needs according to what? His riches and glory. How many is all? It's all. He's a good shepherd. God is saying that what David was to his sheep, he is to his children. He's so sufficient that the running over of your cup does not depend on what the economy does. It does not depend on recession or inflation. The, the overflow of the cup does not depend on who is laying off and who is hiring. When you stay in the will of God, God's way, he gives you your daily bread. He meets all of your needs. God always has more than enough. He's more than enough for all of our needs. He's got all of it. And here's number five, last one. And our God is sufficient for our eternal needs. Aren't you glad 
that God doesn't stop at today and this life, but he's good for all eternity, all eternity. Nobody, three of us are excited about that. <laughs> I mean, think about it, guys. I'm glad that, because I remember when I was a kid, what if God changed his mind? And we're in eternity, and eternity is a long time. But what if God wakes up one day and goes, yeah, I'm going to get rid of all these guys. <laughs> I mean, you ever think of stuff like that? I mean, eternity is a long time. What if God changes his mind? The Bible says he can't. He won't, because God is good, and he's the same today. He'll be the same he, yesterday. He's the same today, and he will be the same tomorrow, and that's forever. He won't wake up one day and go, I'm in a bad mood. I'm just going to squish everybody. <laughs> I mean, come on. I know it's silly, but crazy things enter our minds sometimes. We've got to go back to the Word of God. Verse 6, surely goodness and love, in other words, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I love this, so refreshing. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're adopted, but we're not going to be ever rejected. And somebody say, well, and I've said this, I think, a few weeks ago. Yeah, but I'm adopted. Yeah. But you know what, when you're adopted, that means someone says, I want you in my family. You don't get into that family unless they say, I want you. You can't make that happen. That adopted family has to make that happen. And the only one who can say, I want you in his family is God. And he said, Jesus, make a way. He sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, whoo, but have everlasting, eternal life. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless, amazing, precious love of God. All right, let's stand. I'm going to just ask you a quick question. I think I covered all the bases. This passage covers all the bases. So here's the question. Is there any issue in your life that doesn't fit into one of those categories? Now, I already tell you the no. It's a no. Your needs are either spiritual, directional, emotional, physical, or eternal. And the good shepherd says, I got this. <laughs> I got this. So rest. I got this. So rest. I want you, I want, in closing, I want to do this. And there's going to be some movement here. We got to move some things off so we can move some things in. And I'm going to do something different. I'm going to ask our prayer team to right now walk to the back. Just walk across the back. Because I want them to be able, if, on your way that way, you be able to, 
to get ministry, if you need prayer, healing in your body. But I want us to do something. Put up that Psalm 23 one more time. And this is in the Passion Translation. Let it go deep in. This is a little different. It's a different translation, but I think it's cool today to read it as we close. You ready? Anybody ready? Let's read it together. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me paths, pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear for the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Isn't that cool? Hallelujah. So Father, I just pray your blessing. I pray for those who are away from you to meet one of our team, those who want to know you as their shepherd, as their Lord and Savior today. When you made a way, when there was no way today that they can find Jesus before they leave. I pray, Lord, that we would walk not in fear or in trepidation, but, Father, in boldness, because who is our shepherd? You are. And that, Father, we'll just be comforted, not only in these words, but in the truth of that reality, that it just go deep within us, that we live differently, we live vibrantly, and we look at no situation is impossible because the God of the, that makes the impossible possible is my shepherd. So Father, today, once again, we put our trust in you and we say, Father, gladly order my steps. As you lead me, I will follow great shepherd in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. The prayer team's back. Make yourself available, and we're going to get busy up on the platform. So God bless you. Greet one another. Love on one another as you go. And see you tonight. It starts at 7. You can still get tickets. Amen. <laughs>